Could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonobello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now, you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. One eight hundred six ten seven zero three five worldwide toll free email exxon at exxon radio tv dot com on MSN Messenger Exxon Radio TV at hotmail dot com and our website www.exxonradiotv.com. My guest this hour, Exonation, is Stephen Bassett. And on September 22, 2011, PRG submitted Disclosure Petition 1 to the White House, We the People Project. On November, let me see, November 4th, the White House responded that response included the following statement. Now listen to this, Exonation. The U.S. government has no evidence that any life exists outside our planet or that an extraterrestrial presence has contacted or engaged any member of the human race. In addition, there is no credible information to suggest that any evidence is being hidden from the public's eye. Now, this assertion is notable for two reasons. Number one, it's completely false. And number two, 
it is completely indefensible. Now, on February 23rd, this uh, coming, uh, let me see, in about uh, ooh, 10 days from now, PRG will submit disclosure petition to the Rockefeller Initiative to We the People Project. Should this petition acquire 25,000 signatures within 30 days by March 22nd, the White House will be forced to defend its petition and very powerful people in the Obama administration and the Democratic Party are going to be extremely uncomfortable. Why, you ask? Well, it's very simple. Disclosure Petition 1 received more media coverage than all other posted petitions combined. Reporters and editors are losing patience with the government and their suppression of the truth. In short, this second petition has the potential to end the truth embargo regarding an extraterrestrial presence here and amongst and engaging the human race. My guest this hour is, is, is uh, Stephen Bassett. He's an exopolitical activist and a leading advocate for ending the 65-year government-imposed truth embargo regarding an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race. He is the executive director for the Paradigm Research Group, and his advocacy work has been extensively covered by national and international media. He has spoken to audiences all over the world about the implications of formal disclosure of the ET presence. Joining me now is Stephen Bassett. And Stephen, always great having you here on the X-Zone. Congratulations on all the hard work that you do. That's very kind of you. Thanks, Rob. Appreciate it. Okay, uh, how many signatures did the first petition get, Stephen? Disclosure Petition 1 ultimately got 12,000 signatures. Um, may not seem like a huge number, but mm-hmm. it was in the top 10 of top 10% of the petitions that were submitted to this very interesting project that the White House began called We the People, which they launched on September 22nd. Okay. Uh, it was an effort by the White House to engage the people. Mm-hmm. I think it's somewhat political to be sure, but it's saying, look, what are your issues? Uh, if, there are, uh, if you have something you want us to re- address or deal with, petition us, send a petition, um, and uh, we will respond. Now, this is a formal project on the White House website itself, which is visited by millions of people mm-hmm. uh, every every week. And it's structured. In other words, anyone can submit a petition. They open an account on We the People mm-hmm. um, and submit a petition. You you then go and get signatures. You, they don't get them. You get them. And you, you get, have to get 150 signatures before the petition will be posted on the site for all to see. And I think about maybe 350 to 400 petitions have been posted since September 22nd. However, 15,000 petitions have been submitted to give you an idea how much people want to be involved mm-hmm. with this. Then, in the, in the early days, if you got 5,000 signatures on that petition within the first 30 days, you would get a formal response. All right, Stephen, you and I have to take a two-minute commercial break. We'll be right back. Stephen Bassett is our special guest. And Stephen and I return on the other side of this two-minute break here in the X-Zone. Don't go away, X-Zone Nation. We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast while the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2.00. 
Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Exonation, uh, Stephen Bassett is our special guest. And uh, Stephen, always great talking to you. Before we went to the break, we, you were telling us that the first petition uh, received 12,000 signatures. What happens, Stephen, if 25,000 signatures are not raised for the second petition? Well, what, the way it works is that if you don't re- get the needed amount mm-hmm. of signatures, it's simply pulled after 30 days. So it comes down off the site. Mm-hmm. That's it. It was up. It was exposed. People read it. Okay. So you got exposure for the issue. So in the first case, the threshold was 5,000 signatures. So the disclosure petition mm-hmm. received that amount within the first four days. Right. And thus triggered a White House response. That was the point of this this whole thing was planned out carefully prior to September the 22nd. So the disclosure petition won. But let me let me read that petition to your sure. audience. This is this is the key. There's some misunderstanding about this. A lot okay. of people thought, well, the purpose of the petition was to get Obama to then say, oh, gee, uh, 12,000 people signed this petition. I guess I'm going to tell the American people about the extraterrestrial presence. Now, that's not going to happen. The purpose of this petition was to get the White House response. Disclosure petition one was very straightforward. We, the undersigned, strongly urge the President of the United States to formally acknowledge an extraterrestrial presence engaging the human race and immediately release into the public domain all files from all agencies and military services relevant to this phenomena. And then it has a paragraph about the, the, the polling of this issue and the, the public's uh, uh, view of it and so mm-hmm. forth. So this cut right to the heart of the issue. This is the essence of it. And this is, of course, the fundamental goal of the advocacy. You know, now, but, but when we look yes. at the total population of the United States, and this is going back to July of last year, 31,591,917 people, only 12,500 signed. That, to me, says that people really aren't interested. Oh, no, I know. No, the, the interest in this subject is global. Understand this is this is a project of the White House. It's up on the White House website. Okay. Uh, it's limited to how many people even know that it's there. Now mm-hmm. the, the White House deliberately did not 
heavily publicize this at all when they launched this. And the reason they did is because they had no idea how big the response was going to be, and they didn't want to get have the thing get out of control as it was. They got more than they expected. Uh, again, they had over 10,000 petitions submitted within uh, the first 30 days, mm-hmm. uh, which is why they raised the threshold for triggering a White House response from 5,000 to 25,000 signatures. Now, but this this is an interesting, this is fascinating what they've done here. And and, and uh, let me let me explain. What what you do is you have to go to the site, We the People, the White House yeah. website. You 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 have to open an account. You give them a first and last name and an email address. Mm-hmm. Then they send you back. It's like signing up at a with their telephone company. They send you back an email with a password mm-hmm. and a verification link. You click on the link. You use the password. You log back in and you can sign all, any petitions that you agree with. It's very straightforward. Once you once you have an account, you can sign petitions all day long as this project goes forward. All right, fine. So they set this up, and with no publicity, very little, a couple of news articles, the president has said nothing, and so it's been building over time. What was relevant was is that the, the number of signatures that the disclosure petition got was quite high and good with respect to all other petitions, mm-hmm. right? This is about, what this is about is not how many signatures can you get, but rather it was an opportunity to get this issue exposed on the White House website itself, right, which uh, has millions of visitors coming yeah. in from all over the world. The second thing that's most profound about this, or interesting about this project, is that this, these petitions are not limited to U.S. citizens. Anyone in the world can sign any of these petitions. You put your name, your address, your email, okay. and you can put, you can put in your, your country, and they might list that. You can put in a city, state, or a country, and they'll list that. Mm-hmm. And, then they, and then they publish the petition with your first name and last initial. First name, last initial. And so theoretically, the, the audience for any issue or petition is the entire planet. Any nation can sign. So immediately PRG set in motion a, a, um, an act advocacy approach here that could be very profound because whether, the White House, whether or not the White House knew it, they had made a mistake with respect to this issue. So, and then I'll tell you why. So that disclosure petition one was submitted on September the 22nd. It got the 5,000 signatures almost immediately, mm-hmm. and thus the White House had to respond. That response came on November the 4th. So the petition was up from September 22nd to November the 4th. It was seen by a lot of people, perhaps millions. Mm -hmm. The issue was right out there in front of the world. And then, as you read earlier, their response, which came from the Office of Science and Technology Policy, there was one of several approaches they could took. They took the hard line. And in about a nine-paragraph response written by a, a, a researcher at the Office of Science and Technology Policy in the executive branch, they stated, as you had stated, the U.S. government has no evidence that mm-hmm. any life exists outside our planet or that extraterrestrial presence has contacted or engaged any member of the human race. In addition, there is no credible information to suggest that any evidence is being hidden from the public side. Okay. Now, y- you have had thousands of guests on your shows over the years. Yeah. Probably few people in this in North America are more aware than you that that position is completely false. Oh, wait a second here. I've had, I've had many people on the show talking about UFOs and what they believe they have seen, but no one has come forth with, with 
hardcore evidence substantiating their claims. When you say hardcore, you say no evidence. Haven't you had witnesses on your show? People like Edgar Mitchell and, and, and some of the Air Force officers regarding nuke tampering. But once again, there's no evidence. They cannot substantiate the claims they're making, Stephen. They can't? No. What, what they're giving me is what testimony of what they believe they saw, not what it actually was. So, so in your view, the, the collective evidence, remember, you, you're aware yeah. this phenomenon has been researched for 60 years. It's been uh, researched for 60 years, I agree, but the quality of the research is at question. Well, over 5,000 books have been written. That, hey, listen, uh, how many comic books have been written over the years about men who fly, about, you know, like Superman, Batman, the Green Lantern? They're fictional. And yet there have been well over 1,000 books written on comic okay. book characters. Then, uh, then, I, then, I, then I step back. I, it was, it was uh, somewhat presumptuous of me. To say that, and 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 I I, I asked to your your pilot. No 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 problem, no, Stephen. You, Stephen, you don't need to say anything, my friend. I was just giving you asked no, me my opinion, no. and I just gave it to you. You're right. You're right. I, I but the thing is, I was trying to put words in your mouth. Let let me restate it. Okay. All right. As someone who's been in this field for 16 years, yeah, who's talked to hundreds of witnesses, scores of contactees, and has reviewed the evidence, I can say from my position mm -hmm. to your audience that the evidence for an extraterrestrial presence is overwhelming. Then I have to ask you... 16 years in the field. Then I have to ask you, in all fairness, mm -hmm. you're telling me that the petition that was on the U.S. government White House website, mm -hmm. that was viewed by the world, and any member of the world population could have signed that petition, and only 12,500 people signed. Well, that's, that's, that's a drip of water into the Atlantic Ocean. The only people that are going to sign it, it's, it's, it's on the White House website, are those that know about it. Mm -hmm. We have to promote it ourselves. And so we promoted that petition extensively. And did, and, and, but the, the, the number of people that are going to sign it are those that are aware of it. It's not right. that anybody can access it. You have to know about it first. And so we, we, this, this thing has to be promoted, and people have to know they can go mm -hmm. to the White House website. Gotcha. And do this. I think the petition that got the most signatures was... Um, uh, one of the many petitions that were submitted regarding drug law reform, mm -hmm. particularly marijuana, marijuana reform. Yeah. And I think the most it got was, was like 68,000. And so the disclosure petition getting 12,000 was, was quite respectable. More importantly, this, this, uh, the um, disclosure petition one got more media coverage mm -hmm. than any of the other submitted petitions com uh, all combined. They not submitted, but posted petitions. Well, we know, we know so for a fact that the media jumps on anything about UFOs, extraterrestrials, alien abductions, cattle mutilation, because it's an interesting topic, and if it doesn't bleed, it doesn't lead. And after all, the media is after, uh, after ratings. Um, perhaps. So, let me, let me go further why sure. this is important. This response from the OSTP... Mm-hmm was the first time in the 65 years since the, the Earth of 47 that the executive branch of the government has ever put a position on this in writing. It's never happened before. Um, this was a clear part of the truth embargo. They, they, could, they, they could never want to do that because then you're going to have to defend it. Right. And so the point was you avoid having to state your position. But, so is you, it, but isn't this just 
speculation that this is why they did it. And the fact on the other side of this coin could be very well that they're that they were correct in what they stated. There is no evidence, there is no proof, and the government hasn't got anything. Well, Isn't as that I, a possibility? Stated, Rob, I've been in this for 16 years, and the evidence is overwhelming. So I can't obviously ascribe to that assertion. And I didn't say why they did it. I simply said that they created a petition process on mm-hmm. the White House website. Right. And opened the door for us to get this issue directly into the White House. We got the necessary signatures under their rules, right? And they and they they reissued this statement from the Office of Science and Technology Policy. And this mm-hmm. statement, for whatever reason, why they did that process, is the first formal position by the executive branch of the United States government. But it's been say, it says in that statement the same thing the government has been saying from day one that they don't believe. UFOs are here, they have no evidence, and they're just reiterating in this statement what they've been saying for the last 65 years. We've got to take a commercial break in the news. I'll be back. Stephen Bassett is our guest website, our guest, well, let's try this again, our guest uh, this hour, Nation. When we come back, we're going to let Stephen tell you how you can sign on to the new petition that's going up. 1-800-610-7035, worldwide toll-free. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. And a win- We all have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. All his radio. To the X Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. I made love to an alien near Roswell last night. We strolled along together in the pale moonlight. I had a funny feeling that something wasn't right. I made love to an alien. When she gripped my hand, I was feeling mighty fine. But her fingers with mine would not intertwine. When I bent down and gazed into her eyes, they were bigger donuts and blacker than the sky. She said, I'm feeling lonely. I said, Lord, so am I. 
Explanation, uh, Stephen Bassett is our special guest this hour, and uh, Stephen has a number of websites that you can uh, go to. I would imagine we've got, uh, first of all, www.paradigmresearchgroup.org, www.disclosurepetition.info. We have www.exopoliticsworld.net. And have we covered them all, Stephen? Oh, Lord, no. <laughs> There's more of it. <laughs> the most important one is right now, and I invite your listeners to pull it up while they're, while they're, uh, while the show's on, is, is disclosurepetition.info. All right. What am I missing here in, in the big picture? Because the way I'm looking at it is, is that the statement that the government gave you, and l- let me just, uh, let me just uh, get it over here, uh, Uh, Let me see. The U.S. government has no evidence that any life exists outside our planet or that extraterrestrial presence has contacted or engaged any member of the human race. In addition, there is no credible information to suggest that any evidence being hidden is being hidden from the public's eye. Now, they're just stating, Stephen, the exact same thing that they've been saying since day one. Actually, the White House has never issued a statement like that in the entire 65 years. But isn't the government... The government? Are, are we just trying to read something into this that really isn't there, that nothing has changed, except it was on, a gover- it was on the White House uh, website and the reply came in response from the petition on the web- website of the, of the White House? It wasn't issued by President Obama, so I can't understand the significance of this uh, statement, especially since it doesn't contradict anything the government has said before. Uh, again, um this is the White House petition project set up so that the administration can mm-hmm. respond, meaning the executive branch. Okay. The response in this case came from the OSTP, which is the science section of the executive branch. And so this is the formal position of the Obama administration. Okay. And this is the first time it's ever been put in writing. And so once you put something in writing, it's now a stationary target. And it's much more difficult to sort of dodge it. You have to defend it. Someone well, comes after it. Don't you think that the government has bigger and better things to do with their time, like homeland security, the threat that Iran is posing towards the United States, the economy, and and everything else, than to than to worry about twelve thousand five hundred people and what they think the government is doing with reference to UFOs and aliens? The government has a lot of things to do with its time, right? But uh, the idea that the presence of extraterrestrials engaging the human race is not an is- issue that concerned the government is, of course, not something that I would ascribe to. I personally believe the ET issue is the most important in the world today, and millions of people around the planet feel the same way, as, as the polling numbers clearly indicate. Uh, also, this issue is, has been, uh, though however justified during mm-hmm. the Cold War, the greatest deception that probably has ever been played on the citizens of any nation in history, and there have been some buttes out there. This is a complete, the only, only thing comparable to this was the effort by the Catholic Church to suppress, through some pretty draconian means, mm-hmm. the uh, scientific developments regarding uh, astronomy and the planets and the sun, uh, because they felt it threatened church doctrine. So for some time, they literally killed people uh, uh, and went to great measures to prevent that from, from growing, but of course it was inevitable that we would learn the truth about the solar system, just as it's inevitable we will learn the truth about this extraterrestrial presence. But this all gets tied up into the vast secret complexes they've created. And, 
the entire prosecution of the Cold War, uh, the trust in government that's eroding every year. This is a big issue. It's a huge issue. It's not easy to address. But, but if it's in, so in big and so huge and so important as, as you and other ufologists and believers make it out to be, only 12,500 people signed this petition. Um, again, don't think about the number. Why not? The number it's, the numbers that, it's the numbers that count in life. All right, well, then let's look at the polling. Okay. Um, there have been consistent polling on this issue since the 90s by CNN, by Reuters, right. by Time, okay. by Ipsos, which is a massive polling operation. And these numbers have been consistent now, kind of topped off in the last 10 years. But those numbers can be those numbers can be swayed by social media, by the movies, well, with, by radio, by TV. And, so you know, let's let's go back prior to social media. You know, go so back into the nineties. Right. So let's it, it, let's let's take a good honest look at it. I, I once again, Stephen, uh, we look at three three uh, three hundred eleven million people, and with all the people that are apparently. You know, within the UFO field, whether they're uh, a so-called researcher or whether they're an actual scientist who believe in extraterrestrials, I over the 20 years doing this show, I haven't seen anything that I can consider as proof. I've well, heard I'm a lot of say, con- Robert, conjecture. This is from your worldview perspective. I'm, I'm dealing from mine. It's the, the point of this process is mm-hmm. is not to convince any one person. Well, what is the point? This. What is the point? Th- this is we're involved in an advocacy movement mm-hmm. that is attempting to change government policy. But how are you going to change something that the government says isn't there? Well, I'll be happy to tell you. Um, let me let me kind of put it this way. Okay. Uh, one, there was a president named Bill Clinton mm-hmm. who wanted to be Jack Kennedy. That included having lots of mistresses. And the last thing he wanted was, and he's the most powerful man in the world, the last thing he wanted was for his affair with Monica Lewinsky to become completely world. Exactly. World I agree. Uh, a woman named Linda Tripp, though, mm-hmm. knew Monica Lewinsky. She was told about this affair. She mentioned it to a member of the press. Uh, yeah. They made a few inquiries. They looked into it. The moment they decided it was real, they jumped on it with one of the biggest media frenzies in history. Right. The president actually went in front of, uh, prior to the frenzy being launched, and this was mm-hmm. a mistake Clinton made, he went in front of the cameras and said, matter of factly, that he had never had sex with this woman and so forth and so forth, which yeah. irritates the press. When you really bald face lie to them. Mm-hmm. The media frenzy that was launched was absolutely amazing, and no power on earth can stop a media feeding frenzy once it gets going. And the result was, is that it all came out. Mm -hmm. Uh, It went on for for several years. Clinton was ultimately impeached. He was the most powerful man in the world. didn't matter. Oh, wait a sec. Hold on here. Hold on here. Bill, you're saying that Bill Clinton was impeached? Yes. He was? Yeah, but he wasn't convicted. He was impeached? But he wasn't convicted. He's second man. He was only the second man in, in president history to be impeached. So the point I'm trying to make is this is an advocacy game that's being played. And the purpose of this position, petition process is to trigger the press to jump. Well, what right? happened? Well, the press jumps. Uh, I don't think that the truth embargo can withstand what will come next. But on the, on the same side, uh, you know, on the other side of the coin, this can backfire tremendously on the UFO community. 
it can fight backfire because if the government comes up and is able to st- substantiate their claims and the UFO community isn't the UFO community is going to look as if all they're doing is grandstanding gee uh, I'm not sure how to respond to that all, all I can say is is that if the government were to attempt to substantiate their claims we couldn't ask for anything better the one thing the government has n- never been able to do is substantiate their claims the whole the only reason the truth embargo has lasted as long as it has the government's been able to completely avoid being challenged on this, avoid mm-hmm. questions, uh, dodge, weave, obfuscate, misdirect, whatever. This process that's underway at the White House website now allows us to cut through all of that. And so what, what, here's what's going to happen. Here's, here's what I believe is happening. The first petition was successful. It got the written response from the White House. That is now, that is now in print. It's formal. They can't run away from it. Now, the second petition is designed to go after that first petition. Uh, that second petition will be submitted on February the 23rd yeah. with a considerable amount of media promotion. This is just the beginning. I'll, I'll probably do over 100 interviews between now and March the 22nd. Now, it will have 30 days from February 23 to March 22nd to get 25,000 signatures, the minimum now required to, get, to trigger a formal response from the White House. This petition is a different animal altogether. Let me read it to your, your sure. people. Okay. Now, every word of this, you're allowed 120 words for the title. You're allowed 120 characters and just 800 characters for the information. So every character, every syllable here is critical. Uh, and it goes as follows. Disclosure petition to the Rockefeller Initiative. will be sub- – no, I'm very sorry. I'm reading the, uh, the, uh, the note. Here we go. We petition the Obama administration to immediately investigate UFO ET disclosure efforts during the Clinton administration, the Rockefeller Initiative. Disclosure petition two. The Obama administration has formally stated the U.S. government has no evidence that any life exists outside our planet or that an extraterrestrial presence has contacted or engaged any member of the human race. If true, what was Clinton's Office of Science and Technology Policy investigating from March 1993 to October 96? in concert with billionaire Clinton friend Lawrence Rockefeller. Those who knew and have not spoken publicly of this initiative include President Bill Clinton, Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, Obama Transition Chairman John Podesta, Secretary of Defense Leon Panetta, Vice President Al Gore, and New Mexico Governor Bill Richardson. And then then it has confirming documents and then two websites. And at these two websites are the documents obtained from the Office of Science and Technology Policy under the Freedom of Information Act that confirm the initiative that it took place and who was involved. So there's nothing they can say. It happened. But what's very intriguing about this, in fact, it's very important, is that in the 15 years since that petition, I'm sorry, since the Rockefeller Initiative, ended. None of these individuals have ever spoken a word publicly about it, nor has the press ever asked them a single question about it. Now, in the, in, in, in the normal world, not the Lewis Carolian Alice in Wonderland world, All right. in the normal world, this would have been big news. But under the truth embargo, under the protocols of the truth embargo, it's simply not covered. Uh, that's about to change. These are extremely powerful people. In other words, Hillary Clinton knew about the initiative. She is now the Secretary of State. 
Leon Panetta knew about the initiative. He he was he was appointed head of the CIA by uh, Obama, and is now the Secretary of Defense. Al Gore, of course, wants to change the world. Governor Bill Richardson has actually written about this issue. Podesta has come out and called for the release of all UFO files, but they won't address the Rockefeller Initiative itself. Well, hold on here. Maybe it has yeah. nothing to do with UFOs. Maybe it has everything to do with national security. And if that is the case, I'm in favor of this information remaining classified. Well, that's your position. That's I my position. Disagree. I, I disagree. Well, I, why? I believe that why? the evidence points to the fact that this is far more than that and that the efforts to withhold this are damaging our government and creating serious dysfunction within it. Well, shouldn't the government have the ability to maintain security, maintain secrecy when it comes to protecting the people that they have been elected to be in power by? The answer to that is yes. Um, and as I've stated many times, the reason the truth embargo was instigated mm -hmm. in the early 50s was for national security reasons. And I I generally say that I can't truly disagree, um, and it had to do with the Cold War. It's all about the Cold War in a sense, mm -hmm. that at the same time that the government learned about the presence of extraterrestrials, and they knew pretty early on. I mean, there's, there's some evidence that they knew prior to World War II, elements within the government, but certainly they knew by 47. Uh, at the same time that they were learning this, which is a pretty big deal, I think we can agree, and that and this phenomenon was worldwide, and there were things being seen by people all over the world, they were they were becoming quite aware that not only was the Soviet Union an enemy of the West and the mm -hmm. United States, but the Soviet Union had the atomic bomb secrets, it had the nuclear bomb secrets, and of course they had their own German scientists, and they were working on ballistic missiles, and so it was looking more and more to to these these people in the military intelligence community patriots all, that the next war could be coming and it would be nuclear. And that was going to be a real serious problem. And so they had a real dilemma. And they made the decision that, that allowing the extraterrestrial thing to become common knowledge, to come out in the open, uh, to the extent that they had to acknowledge it. I mean, it was in the open because these things are flying all over the place. But I mean, as, a, as, a, as an acknowledged part of our reality was simply too risky until they knew where this situation with the Soviet Union was going to go. But Stephen, so Stephen, isn't this all conjecture? At no. this point, it's all conjecture because there's no proof of what you're saying. Actually, there's a great deal of evidence. I would invite, first of all, I would invite your audience to read if they want to under this is a huge issue and so no one really can get a grasp of it without investing quite a bit of time it's not some simple thing you just go check a couple websites but you, you begin by reading richard dolan's all right uh, Stephen, we've got to take our commercial break please stand by exo nation this is the exo a place where people dare to believe hey everybody's got the right to believe and their right to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern and some of our affiliates until 6 a.m. Eastern right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away.
have that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in. This is your sign to thank them. And if you're that friend, this is us saying thank you. Now get a sausage McMuffin, sausage biscuit, sausage burrito, or hash browns. Choose two for $2.50. Enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2. Price of participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Great news. For a limited time, you can get one month free of Spectrum Mobile service. That's right. One month free with any new line. This exclusive offer is only available at select Spectrum stores. So stop by today. Our team of mobile experts are ready to help you switch and save hundreds on your mobile bill. Don't miss out on this incredible offer. Come see us at Market at Hilliard, Taylor Square, and Waterloo Crossing. Spectrum Internet and auto pay required. Restrictions apply. Visit store for details. Stephen Bassett is our special guest this hour, Exonation. He is the hardest working advocate for the truth to get out there or to find out what the truth is, what the government, if anything, is hiding that I know. And um, Stephen, what is the best website for our listeners to find out more about you and as well as to find out more about the petition? Well, the, the, the main website for PRG is paradigmresearchgroup.org. But the petition information site is disclosurepetition.info. And, of course, as soon as the petition is submitted the morning of February 23rd, mm-hmm. the direct link to it will go up at that site immediately. So people can go there and jump right over to the White House. And if they don't have an account already, they can set up their account with We the People, log in, sign the petition. If they already do, then yeah. they can sign the petition. Tell, tell me, so, has anyone yeah. ever said, geez, I don't want to do that because I don't want the government to know who I am in case the men in black start chasing me? There are a few people that are reluctant to do it for that really, reason. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. No problem. Uh, I, it, they don't need to worry. I mean, there's been several million signatures put up there. Mm. Uh, they they can't run down all this kind of stuff. And I, they don't do that. Um, this issue is not under that kind of that kind of uh, government intervention, no. Stephen, Stephen what, is, what is the prime purpose of having the government, if they have any of this information, to say we were, you know, let's say President Obama came out and he said, you know what, it was made, the decision to keep this information close to heart was done in a matter of national security. That's exactly what they're going to say. I, the point I was making before is this. Yeah. The Cold War was the problem. I mean, it, look, some people have forgotten how extraordinary the situation was. At the, at the, at the peak, there were like, I think, 80,000 nuclear mm-hmm. weapons in five countries, thousands of them on trigger alert. Hair trigger alert could go off at any time. We nearly had a nuclear war on a number of occasions. Yeah. So they 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 made the decision that the ET issue had to be contained, managed uh, uh, under those circumstances. And so the simple uh, short statement is that is that as long as the Cold War was underway, the ET issue was going to be managed, was going to be contained. I'm not going to argue with that. I I, I, I and it's not a it's not. Uh, it's not, not not an argument I would want to have, but, and, and it was perfectly legal. They had national security reasons. Now, when the Cold War ends in '91, is when everything changes. 
After the Cold War ends, the justification for withholding the most extraordinary information that uh, the human race has ever been privy to uh, from the world's people starts to fade very quickly. You, you know, a few minutes ago you were talking about how the thing with Monica Lewinsky got the, uh, the press going and, you know, how Clinton was impeached. He was impeached by the House of Rep- Representatives, but he was cleared by the Senate. Right. But but anyway, if the President of the United States cannot have a presidential affair between the Oval Office and the Presidential John without the entire world knowing, how in the name of God, with everything that we have today at our disposal, the media and everything else, how can they have suppressed the information of UFOs for 65 years? It does not make any sense. Uh, well, they, they, they contained it. But um, how can they contain what they, it? What, what they contained was the acknowledgement. In other words, the one thing they had to avoid was being put into a position where they had to formally acknowledge the extraterrestrial presence, the truth of it. Um, and that's what they were able, that's the best they could do. I mean, they couldn't completely, they couldn't, the, the extraterrestrials can come and go and do as, as they please. And so consequently, they couldn't contain that. Mm-hmm. However, they could avoid the acknowledgement. And that was, that was the principal goal of the truth embargo. And they succeeded in that regard. No nation has ever acknowledged the extraterrestrial. Stephen, I hate to do this, but we've run out of time. Stephen Bassett has been our guest this hour, Exxon Nation. When I come back from the news, more of the Exxon at six and a half minutes past the hour, right here from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. that friend who wakes up early to go get everyone McDonald's breakfast but the rest of us sleep in this is your sign to thank them and if you're that friend this is us saying thank you now get a sausage McMuffin sausage biscuit sausage burrito or hash browns choose two for $2.50 enjoy a large iced coffee for just $2 price of participation may vary cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal single item at regular price ba da ba 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 